It is the Monday edition. The We were so close to the greatest Steinhoffel Sleeper of the Week call in Steinhoffel Sleeper of the Week history edition. The Are we really doing this again? Oh, the Packers could have won the Super Bowl this year. Are we really doing that again? Apparently so. Edition. And the... What a great weekend of activities. And I almost got to see my favorite Tauscher. Sarah. But I didn't. Paula did. Sydney did. Edition of Wilde and Tausch. A 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee. 100.5 ESPN Madison. 14.30 ESPN Beaver Dam. ESPNWisconsin.com, the ESPN app, your Alexa smart speaker, streaming live video, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and of course, everything you need on WisconsinOnDemand.com and the Wisconsin On Demand app. I'm Jason Wilde in Green Bay. Jesse Nelson is on assignment, so he is not in the Everlight Solar ESPN Madison studios. Instead, his cousin sub of the day, cousin subs, we believe in better is in the Gruber Lofts' One Call That's All Studios at the 3rd Street Market Hall at the Avenue. Did I get all that right? Nailed it. It is Josh DiMaggio. Joshy, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm fantastic. Happy to be with you guys. We're happy to have you. And, of course, he is the Packers Hall of Famer. Do you believe him? That I'm happy to have him? No, that Josh is happy to be here. No. No, I'm happy to Uh, have him. No, not even a... Not even a little bit, right? I just want to make sure we're all on the same page. Joshy? I enjoy hanging out with you guys. I knew this was coming in advance, so anytime I've got a little lead-up and it's not dropped like overnight on me, I'm happy to be here. It's fun. I'm on the radio. All right, just to clarify, though, and uh, by the way, that's the voice you hear belongs to Mark Tauscher. We'll talk to him in a second. Um you have to sit through, sit through. I don't know if that's the phrase I wanted there. Sit through our show, whether you're producing it like on the air in the Jesse role or not. Correct. Correct. Yes, I am. I'm here every day, regardless of me speaking on air or not. So your role today, while a little expanded, it's not like we called you in from you know vacation in the Bahamas. Yeah. No. Uh, all it means okay. is I got a little extra work on the back end. That's really the only difference day to day. No one cares about well, that either. So here I am. Do a good job with your work on the back end. <laughs> We're happy to have you. Uh, Tausch, how you doing today? I'm doing well. Uh, Ooh, you sound be traveling a little today, so I'm, uh, Yeah, a couple quarters lights, but no, I feel pretty good. I'm... Uh, <laughs> I'm bouncing around a lot today, so it's going to be an interesting show. I don't know if we're going to be able to figure out <clears throat> if we're going to be able to figure out the uh, little video stream part. Uh-oh. Uh oh. And I also I have a one o'clock Eastern flight, one o five. So I think we can pull this off. It's going to be a fine balancing act trying to figure it out. Just want to give you guys all heads up as no far as how way. today's going to maneuver. Yeah. All right. Now wait a minute. You have your flight is one o five Eastern. That is twelve o five Central. The show ends at eleven fifty eight Central. Yep. So are you coming to us live from an airport? Uh, Close. I will be in the near future. (laughs) Yes. There's going to be some bouncing around. I think. uh, There's no way. No. No, I'm at the airport. 
I am at the airport. It's an outdoor airport. It's beautiful. Uh, if we can get uh, if we can get the video stream. Yeah, things got a little uh, discombobulated, but I'm weathering through it. We're kind of, you know, weaving through, and we're going to find that little hole in the needle, and we're going to get this thing. We're going to figure it all out. All right, so I, uh, I, I'm not here to put, I'm not here to put your business on the street. Okay. You know, I try very hard not to do that. Okay. Can you explain to us what exactly happened that things got a little hairy? That your uh, travel schedule, because, because as I mentioned. Uh, we had a crazy kids activity weekend too with ballet, basketball, gymnastics, and a volleyball tournament. I did not yeah. get to see Sarah and Eleanor who competed at a gymnastics meet that our girls also were at. Uh, Paula and Sarah and Eleanor and Sydney got to see each other. I did not get to see either of them, which was disappointing. But I know that you guys were in divide and conquer mode too. But why? Have things gotten a little challenging for you on your trip? Well, I mean, obviously stuff happens that's out of your control as far as flights, and you just have to roll with the punches. And you know me. I'm Mr. Easy Going. Uh, things are going to be <laughs> I've smooth. heard that in the open. It's all going to work yeah. itself out. Yeah, there's okay. uh, Easy Going. So you're supposed so to be home, though. Uh, no, things are supposed to be worked out. It, it, a couple <laughs> of glitches. And inst- <clears throat> instead of me getting on here and ranting and raving, I'm not going to do any of that. I I'm not asking you to rant and rave. I just want to understand yeah, what the heck's going yeah, on I'm with you, man. I'm just telling you, as flights, sometimes things get swapped out. And you miss- there's a flight that maybe doesn't happen and there's some delays. <laughs> you have to maneuver. And uh, typically I would complain and whine about it. But, uh, again, had mm. a great weekend, so I'm not going to. And it's not right. going to be any big skin off anybody except for maybe Josh. For the last ten minutes, that's probably about it. <laughs> Wait a minute! If you're, if we run into some challenges of you getting on your flight, and then you're like doing it from an exit row, and we have technical problems, it's a burden on me too. I'd like to state for the record. Not really. You're, yes. you, I mean, you always. I'm complain. the one on the air without you. Compla- you're always complaining that I talk too much and everything else. So this gives you a chance to limbo it a little bit. You know, just riff. So limbo. Right, I don't want to bore it's... anybody with that. Yeah, you just riff, be on your own. You get to do soliloquies and monologues. All right, what? So, am I the only one that's crazy? I'm watching the game last night, and I'm with some former teammates. We had a great weekend. And one of the things that we were discussing was why, what is that? Why on earth did Kyle Shanahan take the ball right away? I, no, I, I, I have a theory. I have no, a theory. I know on your that. theory. I know your theory is going to be, and this theory is dumb. For everybody that came back at me on Twitter last night, the theory uh, of well, if they theory. kick a field goal, if you kick a field goal and they kick a field goal, you get the ball again. You kick a field goal and win. Well, yeah, in theory, but no, you're that's not why. Too critical. That's not my theory. All right, why is it then? All right, uh, that's the only good theory. I, What's the other theory? I don't think he fully understood the rules. Shanahan. Kyle Uschek. Kyle Uschek admitted after the game that he didn't know the rules. Like, How do you I, not? I think know there the were rules. multiple people involved in the game. Did you who didn't fully that grasp the, the rules? Rule? I did not. Remember I was. That they yes, switched the rule. I was aware. Now here's here's another example of uh, let's be fully transparent. What I did not realize when they say we're starting a new game. They thought apparently that that was sufficient to explain how the clock was going to work. 
But God bless you, Tony Romo, because I didn't understand, and I got a bunch of text messages from people who were watching the game asking me, why aren't they calling timeout? When the Chiefs had the ball, they're driving for what ends up being the game-winning score. God bless you, Tony Romo, for saying, remember, this is like the end of the first quarter. This is not like the clock is running out on overtime. Which, did did you know that? I didn't. I did. I was wondering, why are they squandering all this time? The only part I didn't know was that even with a tutter, they got the ball. And that's a postseason rule that I think Buffalo shoved through a couple of years ago because Josh Allen didn't get it after that whole 13-second debacle, I believe. So that part, but then once you know that, you know, you're not going to study that all season. But when you're in the playoffs, you have to plan for everything. And if Kyle Shanahan didn't know that, because Patrick Mahomes, after the game, when I saw he was, I think, talking to Boomer, when he was telling him, we were surprised they took the ball. We were definitely going to kick. Right. And I will bet you right now, because there's a bunch of people out there saying blah, blah, blah. Here's the deal. You always go second for a hundred reasons. But the biggest one is you know what the other team did, and you right. then get four downs. If they go kick a field goal, the advantage that Kansas City converted a fourth and one that they would have probably punted had they taken the ball first. Now, I don't know if they would have, but – they're on the 35-yard line. They miss. All of a sudden, you now have given San Francisco the game with a field goal. That alone, and then you start factoring, well, what if this they score a touchdown? Okay, well, then you know you have four downs to go, and then obviously you'd go for two because if you gave it back to them, they kick a field goal. So the for as much as an uh, overtime advocate I've been of the NFL and just making sure you make a stop, and I, I like the rule change of – a field goal because it's been become easier and easier at the end of a game to get a field goal. I don't even mind this because it adds drama and again entertain me. And nobody cared that those guys played another full quarter last night, and it was no. entertaining and fun. But for Kyle, if you don't think Kyle Shanahan knew the rule, which is very possible, because I don't know anyone, that. That's just a guess. Well, you said Uschek said it. Uschek said that he didn't know the rule. Uschek said that Uschek didn't know. Well, the I'm rule. assuming someone and in the media to my asked point, Kyle Shanahan. The bottom line is Kyle Shanahan needs to know that, and I would venture to say every post – and Green Bay will be in the postseason. I would bet next time you talk to Matt LaFleur, you can ask him, if you're in that spot, what are you doing? And every coach that's worth a lick would say, I'm taking the ball second. Every college coach that does it will always take the ball second. It is basically college rules, and for anyone – I really believe that, and the NFL did not, you know, really hype that uh, this rule change up. We fo- nope. we follow the NFL as closely as anybody, and I knew they changed the rule. But in all this time, two weeks lead up, the possibility the CBS chairman joked the game's going to double overtime, and everybody oh, <laughs> NFL's rigged, blah blah blah, all of that, and nobody thought to even talk about the overtime rules and how that would affect anything. That's a miss by the media, too, in not letting our fans know that this rule change was in effect and that if it does happen and then going through it. So shame on Kyle Shanahan if he didn't know. But this is a great lesson. And what happens a lot of times, these current coaches will look and they'll say, thank God that happened to them so that it won't happen to us. So 
I have the quote here from his post game. Now, again, I don't know Kyle Shanahan. I've never covered him. I've asked him a few questions over the years. That's the extent of my experience with him. So I have, I have no idea if he would admit that he didn't know the rule publicly or if he would dance around it. But let me read you this quote, and you tell me what you take from this. It's just something we talked about. None of us have a ton of experience with the new overtime rules, but we went through all the analytics and talked to those guys. We just thought it would be better to take the ball. We wanted the ball third. If both teams matched and scored, we wanted to be the ones who had a chance to go win. So we got that field goal, so we knew we had to hold them to at least, which would actually be at most, a field goal. And if we did it, we thought... It was in our hands after that. That was the explanation he gave after the game uh, to CBS. Again, I don't think that having the ball third is nearly as valuable as having the ball second. Because if yeah, you have it, the ball second, good, you know what you have to get. You know if you have to go yeah, on fourth it's a down. CYA. It's a CYA deal. I and I, I, I understand that's going to be the argument of it, but... Let's just put it this way. If Matt LaFleur and the Green Bay Packers are in a divisional round game against San Francisco next year and the same thing happens, San Francisco will take the ball second. I will bet dollars to donuts that that's the case. And if Green Bay wins the toss, they will take the ball second. Because that the advantages, and I don't know if the analytics community needs to get together and understand and wait how important having four downs is, needs to be in that equation when they start balancing these numbers out but it need it is a monster advantage monstrous and yes you get the ball and you can go third and all you're never going to get the ball third every team that is on the other side that's going second is going to go for two you're not going to put the ball back in the other team's hands when all they need is a field goal so let's spare all that it's a and for the Super Bowl, you know, grand scheme, the first half stunk. You could see the nerves took over. Totally agree. Totally and agree. And then I thought middle of the third quarter on, really good football game. Like, mm-hmm. I love the fact the officials stayed out of it for the most part. They gave a very ticky-tacky holding call. They could have called more holdings. But Patrick Mahomes, and the, the storyline again, is going to be nut whack. Yeah. Pat Mahomes Didn't you pick the 49ers? Uh, no, I don't know if I picked. I said I, I picked the 49ers, mm. but I know, knowingly said mm. nut whack 100 times. And the Chiefs. So Patrick Mahomes has now elevated himself into the category of your teammates now have undying belief that you're going to win every time you get the ball touched. The mm-hmm. TV mm-hmm. fans and opposing team. You know, I always remember the Rodgers when it was down in Dallas. Uh, and Dallas scored. And everybody's like... Troy Aikman, too much time. You know everybody, and you know Jerry Jones. Everybody was up, up, up. And I'm not comparing Patrick Mahomes' career arc is much higher than Aaron Rodgers. But what yep. I'm saying is that that attitude and the belief he is that type of superstar now that you don't ever bet against him at any point now because he's proven it over and over. It's a bad play, and what he was able to do in those la- that last drive and how he, p- he played the rest of that out. It was pretty remarkable, and he deserves all the flowers that he's getting. But to me, the, the big storyline from last night was the mistake that Kyle Shanahan made. Uh, we'll talk more about nut-whacking uh, and the Chiefs winning Super Bowl 58. We'll also 
uh, it appears that there is some kublering going on once again in the wake of the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl after the Packers beat them on December 3rd. I'm not sure I'm ready for going through this process again, but we're going to do it anyway. Also, we'll talk about some of the other aspects of the game. I am curious if my not-so-hot-but-largely-lukewarm take on the halftime is fair. So I I want Josh to chime in on that because Josh is kind of my... My northern light when it comes to am I being a grumpy old man yelling at a cloud or yelling get off my lawn. We'll get to all that after we get to Tausch telling us about his love of Gina Della and Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Oh, yeah, Jason. Uh, it seems impossible now to get a good interest rate on anything these days. And I don't know how Pella is doing this great deal, but I told you Gina text about 10 days ago and said guys i i don't want to get hyperbolic the greatest deal we've ever had since we've been doing this zero percent interest for 60 months 60 five years imagine having beautiful pillow windows and doors installed but not having to make a single payment on them for five years but hurry up the zero percent interest for up to five years only lasts until february 23rd pella's expert team installs year-round so order them up today at PellaWI.com. So wait, did, did she actually write in the text message, I don't want to get hyperbolic? That sounds more like a Tauschism than a oh, I added, Gina Dellaism. Like, this, is, this is an unbelievable mm. deal. And I'm saying I'm not being hyperbolic. I've probably said she was. She wasn't being hyperbolic either. Steal it, they've had. Hyperbolic to say that this was one of the greatest Super Bowls ever, right? Because of what you said about the first half. It was half. not, no. Thank you. It was not one of the greatest. Uh, we'll see if people can agree on that, if they can agree on whether the Packers could have won the Super Bowl this year, which I think we're doing again, which I can't believe we're doing again, and that the halftime show was okay. We'll talk about it all as we roll on with Tausch from an undisclosed airport location, Josh DiMaggio in the Gruber Office's One Call That's All Studios in Milwaukee, and you coming along for the ride with us. It's Wilde and Tausch. You're listening to Wildey and Tausch on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. And sponsored by American Family Insurance. Maybe we're just trying too hard. When really it's closer than it is too far. Cause I'm in too deep and I'm trying to keep up above in my The Kansas City Chiefs win their third Super Bowl in four tries in six years. Dynasty. They have never Dynasty. not been to the AFC Championship since Patrick Mahomes got there. Hey, Jason, is that not dynasty, right? ridiculous? Everybody's, it's a dynasty. This is a dynasty. I liked his answer after the game, and I did admit beforehand, obviously, that I was rooting against him because he yelled at my buddy Mike Carr, the down judge, in that uh, Buffalo game. But I respect the hell out of him. 
and he came through in the clutchest of moments once again. He wins his third Super Bowl MVP. He yells he's going to Disneyland. It was everything was great. Yeah, I do have I'm a problem. Say this. Though. I'm going to say this. I think uh, the Chiefs deserve a ton of credit. Obviously, Veach and bringing Mahomes in, and they move on from Tyreek Hill, and they've won two championships. Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey. Not I used to really like, and I like Taylor yeah. Swift. I am a, I'm not a Swifty, but this Swift-ish. isn't like political or any, I, I like. I like Taylor Swift. I think she's great. I'm sure you've seen this, but uh, Sarah sent me a picture of Eleanor, some of her friends last night celebrating the Chiefs win. I told you we were driving mm-hmm. back from hockey. She was curious if the Chiefs were beating the Ravens, and I'm like, what the heck? So for everybody that thinks this isn't great for growing the game, you're crazy. It's great. Mm-hmm. But okay. Travis Kelsey last night, uh, after you know, first off, he's shoving Reed. Uh, yeah. He has become super unlikable. Like, super totally agree. Unlikable. Yep. Jason, he Couldn't was. Agree with uh, everybody that I was sitting with last night was like, he's trying to be Jason Kelsey on the thing afterwards. He's not Jason Kelsey. He's not the fun. Lo- like, that's not who he is. On the stage afterwards, so the Chiefs are a dynasty. Patrick Mahomes is right now probably the second greatest quarterback from a. He's still got to catch Montana and Bradshaw as far as championships. I was just going to say Montana. What he's done, what he's done has been unbelievable, and he's in an era of parody and Patriots. Remember, we always said, "Oh, the Patriots can't be matched." It's not fair to put that on there. You can't. They're ruined. No, they haven't. They've set the bar higher, and Patrick Mahomes is going to try to grab it, which is yep. crazy, but he's well on his way to doing it. Yeah. Four more but to Travis go. Travis Kelsey to... last night. That, that whole Travis Kelsey thing last night. All I right, was so let's work through retire. this. Let's okay, work through well, this, though. Kind of... All right, go ahead. All right, let's start with the Reed thing. Okay, he's pissed that he wasn't on the field. There was a, one of the backup tight ends who was out there, and then there's the fumble yeah. by Pacheco, right? So tell yep. me, as a player, you were I don't know if you were on the sideline when Mike Sherman and Chris Aikens went at it on the sideline of a game at Lambeau Field, 01, 02, somewhere in there. But I, I could not, when they showed that, I was like, look, first of all, I agree with everything you said. He has become increasingly unlikable, which I would have thought being affiliated with Taylor Swift would make him more likable. Not with his yep. behavior. And and the idea of bumping hard into your 67-year-old head coach because you're pissed that you weren't on the field for a crucial play, I, I'm sorry, that is inexcusable, is it not? Yeah, that was a really bad look. And I understand you're on the side. Stress level of a Super Bowl is another level compared to a playoff, which is another level compared to regular season. And regular season games... You know, their stress, and from a position coach standpoint, you have a good enough relationship. You could say some things that you would not say to normal human beings, and you understand it. And you can yell and you know show your disappointment. But the idea of getting in Andy Reid's face and doing that and sh- like nudging him or whatever, I I understand. But when and I always told you this: when you're sitting on the sideline, if you're injured, and you hear you're in the headphones and you hear the stuff that's being said <laughs> yes, and done. You, you would cry. You would legitimately cry every game. I would. That's yeah. how mm-hmm. it is. A it is not for the thin skinned. So mm-hmm. that, take that into account. What he did yesterday, I thought that was ridiculous. Like it was a bad, bad look for him. And Andy Reid said that happens other times. 
I don't know. That, does that make it better? Uh, I would say no. Not. So uh, the there's al- there's always consternation. You're going to have some blow ups. There are going to be some shouting matches. That's all part of being on. But typically, the head coach is above all of that, and you don't go there. You're more in on your position, coach. Now, Travis Kelsey has a long, long history with Andy Reid, and I'm sure they'll make it out like it's no big deal. I'm just telling you the perception of what that was last night just feeds this new narrative of him being super unlikable. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, and then you mentioned the on the – on the stage part, you know, he does the Viva Las Vegas spiel. And then uh, our hello friends, Jim Nance, basically apparently felt the need that he wanted another you got to fight for your right to party. So he actually sets him up for that, which I thought was interesting. Um, y- did you think on the stage he was unlikable too? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I did. And, and maybe it's just from all of the other stuff. Yeah, it, it's a great celebration, but... He wasn't the MVP. He wasn't the right. quarterback. Right. The tri- I just it, – it felt like you're forcing the Kelsey stuff on us. So that's all I'm saying. I, again, if he wants to do it at the parade, I'm great with it. He wants to dress up like his brother from Philadelphia. Great. Go ahead. Do it. Uh, it, it Maybe it may I'm just being a crusty old man. That's possible. But mm. I hated everything about what Travis Kelsey did yesterday. Yeah, and on the flip side – I. You and I, I know you don't enjoy it when I agree with you or you would prefer that I would disagree with you, but we're driving home from Sid's volleyball tournament in Waukesha, and the Super Bowl starts while we're still driving. And for the first time in history, she asks for my iPad and my NFL Plus subscription so she can watch the game. And she's not just watching to see cutaways Mm -hmm of Taylor Swift. She's interested in the game. And we're talking about Patrick Mahomes. And she's asking, what does Mr. Irrelevant mean? Uh, And talking about Brock Purdy. And there is no way, and again, as Tausch said, I get it. If you're of a certain political persuasion and she annoys you, fine. But for a girl dad like me and a girl dad like you, the fact that our daughters, with a dad who played in the NFL and a dad who covers the NFL who neither of them had any interest because of those influences, and now they have an interest, I'm taking that. I'm thrilled by that. It was a fun drive home with her in the back seat watching the game, telling me what I'm missing, and also critiquing the commercials. Apparently the Eminem one was a good one. Uh, and, and having that conversation, and we, to a certain degree, owe that to Taylor Swift. That's the bottom line. Does this Patrick Mahomes run, does this run make you even more irritated about how the Packers' last 12 years has went? Let's explore that coming up, because that's a great question, much better than could the Packers have won the Super Bowl this year, Uh, which, as you can tell, I'm not a huge fan of. They definitely could have, but again, my Kubler... My Kublering has f- went full circle. <laughs> they could have, but they didn't get it done in the biggest moments. But right, I, that's what I, it all I have comes to admit, down as I was, to. Uh, no, I have to admit, watching last night and everybody talking about Spagnolo and you know he called a really good game. But I just keep coming back to looking at what Jordan Love did in that first half of the San Francisco 49ers playoff game. Really, through about two and a half quarters 
And then I do think that moment was too big for Jordan. I think the same thing when you looked at what he did against Kansas City. He looked as good as anybody against Spags' defense the entire time. Mm -hmm. And I would have, just like Andrew Shepard said it, I would have loved to run that race. But they didn't earn it to get there. So, no, they didn't deserve it. But they definitely won it. They won enough to win it. Isn't this what, what I said from the very beginning about? of this argument? Like, literally, that's what I said. Like, thank you for getting there. I told you that. I mean, it only that. took you until February 12th. No, Jason, no, I you said, didn't. No, 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 no. I told no. I told you as it was going that when no. you, I said that week, I understand what you're saying, but I'm a fan too, and the fact that we were better and we had it uh-huh. let us be pissed. Uh-huh. And you uh-huh. kept no, looking, I, I get it. two hours after the game, you and Jesse are like, well, shucks, good season, boys. No. <laughs> but I said, oh, oh, where Jesse, you, an hour where and a half you after, arrived like, oh, today? Yeah, well, Kansas City. Oh. The all right, shucks, where, boys. I was there before Detroit played. I was there before Detroit played San Fran. No, you were Like You move on, yeah, but this, sometimes it takes Kirk. a little longer. <sighs> All right. All I know is no, you last landed yesterday? where I was on the show the day after the game. You are today, and I'm just glad that we're there. Uh, I was I'm there curious. before that. But, Jason, uh, okay. all I'm saying is this team was good enough to be a Super Bowl championship team. You can't say that every year. This True. team, this last Packers team, was good enough to do it. Did they earn the right to do it? No. But were they good enough? Doggone it, they were. And I don't know if Andrew Shepard said this or not, but the killer is that you get these opportunities so rarely. And all those 49ers guys who four years ago were in this position are now feeling the same way they Mm -hmm. did then. We had a chance. It took us four years. I mean, they've had good teams, right? They've had some questions at quarterback, Mm -hmm. et cetera. But they've had four good teams largely. And they with injuries, all the stuff it's that can go be, wrong in a season. It took them this long to get back, yep. and then they're in position to win a Super Bowl again, and they fail again. Yep. And that's got to suck. Make a stop on fourth and one. What a great play call on that fourth and one, by the way, from Andy Reid. That was mm-hmm. absolutely beautiful. But that's the thing, and don't be shocked. San Francisco's getting old. San Francisco is gutted. It's going to take a long time for that team to get their pat, get their gear to even start that climb back up Mount Everest because they just tumbled. How yeah. how high is Mount Everest? They were right there, ready to put their their flag up there, and it all fumbled and they rolled back down. They're past it. All their equipment's gone. They now have to go back to the sporting goods shop and get all their camp or go to Fleet Farm get all their stuff. And it's a long slog that I'm not sure everybody's going to be ready to take on. That whole Super Bowl hangover thing, don't be shocked if San Francisco starts super slow because they are looking at this saying, it was so hard to get back here, and now we have to reset again, and we're uh, still empty-handed ring-wise. Tough deal. Uh so before they start that 29,032-foot climb to the top of Mount Everest. Boy, that's a big drop. Uh, what a yeah, drop. And it's un- yeah. Not only that, it's unfortunate because the path up there is not paved easily 
like it would be if Johnson and Sons Paving with intern Mark Tauscher paved a sidewalk up those 29,000 feet. Yeah, that would be good. We should, uh, our team at Johnson and Sons should talk about that. And it's early on this year. That means you probably start looking at budgeting out the rest of this 2024. So now is the time to set preferred dates for booking Johnson and Sons paving. Whether it's asphalt or concrete, they set the standard. Maybe you need patching now, but you know later on you're going to want a full repave. Well, talk with a project manager. Set yourself up with a five-year game plan. With two civil engineers on staff and a team with two decades of experience, they've seen it all. Booking work now gives you all the time needed to get the right paperwork in place. Johnson & Sons knows how to build whatever ideas you have, and they'll do it the right way. Get started now at johnsonandsonspaving.com. The Kublering continues, but... I do want to explore Tausch's question, which I hope, hopefully he remembers. Uh, I do, and that is this. Does what you've seen Patrick Mahomes accomplish make it even harder for you as a Packers fan to think about what the Packers could have done during the Aaron Rodgers era? And I would argue, does it get you excited about maybe what they could do with the Jordan Love era? We'll talk about it next. It's Will Dean Tausch. This is Wilde and Tausch on 94.5 ESPN. Sponsored by American Family Insurance. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Question before we discuss Patrick Mahomes vis-a-vis Aaron Rodgers' career in Green Bay. Uh, Tausch, do you eat yogurt? Sure. Uh, we have gone all Greek in our home, and I don't think I like Greek yogurt. Can I get a witness? Are you on that okay. team or not? What, I prefer the regular yogurt. What, it tastes like better. It's not sweet enough. Yeah, but I think Greek I'm yogurt's just, better for you. Right? I, I, yeah, that's the, I, that would explain why it's not as delicious, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Josh. Yeah, I think we're support. right online here. Yeah, well, no. why don't you just uh, make? Why don't you make smoothies with it? Put some fruit in there because the breaks are only four minutes long, and I have enough time to put a bowl of yogurt together with. Get some one of those blend jets. I it. told you the kids got those blend jets. You grab the milk from Quick Trip, beep, 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 and bam, beep, 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 done. Well, I guess I know what to ask for from you for my Christmas gift since you bought Jesse a shovel while we were in Fleet Farm. I would like a blend jet, Tausch. Yeah. Okay. Nice. I'll (laughs) keep that in mind. I know you will. Uh, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get to Madison now, and I've got my Christmas gifts to deliver. By the way, Uh, and I'm excited for Jesse's especially. Now, let me let's get to what we were going to talk about here, and that is the Patrick Mahomes effect on how you view the Packers in the Aaron Rodgers era. And Tausch, uh, if we've talked about it once, we've talked about it a hundred times, the 2014 meltdown in Seattle was transformative for a group of legacies, not just Aaron Rodgers, Ted Thompson, Mike McCarthy, etc. But even then... Even if they go to the Super Bowl and then win it, because that is the one-yard line interception by Russell Wilson Super Bowl, even then it's still not what Patrick Mahomes has accomplished with the Chiefs in six years. 
but it sure feels a heck of a lot better than what the Packers and the fan base feels about the Aaron Rodgers era to this point. Yeah, How do we I, I compare the two now? The, yeah, I, I don't think you can. And I think now Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs have elevated themselves into the air that nobody thought was ever going to be possible again. And one of the things that I was reading this morning was the Michael Jordan effect. When you start looking at what he was able to do, not only winning six championships, but basically robbing legacies of Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewing, Carl Malone, John Stockton, mm-hmm. and all of these great all-time players that have had MVPs and have done all kinds of great things in their career, but they could never get over the hump. And it wasn't always because of things like Josh Allen this year played a pretty good game in Buffalo against Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And Patrick Mahomes still found a way to beat him. You'd say Carl Malone had an MVP season. <clears throat> they had games at, in Salt Lake to win a world championship. Jordan gets a flu, and everything's lined up for the Jazz to win, and you know what happens? Michael Jordan beat him. And that's what I think the NFL teams are now starting to look at and saying, how are we going to get over the hump when it comes to trying to beat Patrick Mahomes? And that is something that the Tom Brady people always had to deal with, and it doesn't happen often. But that just tells you that the Aaron Rodgers Packers, they were never there. Uh, you can have all kinds of great talent. Uh, the Peyton Mannings and the, some of these other quarterbacks that we look at as all-time greats. Well, they're really great players and Hall of Famers and everything else. But there are always these transcendent players that are next level. And with what Patrick Mahomes did last night, he put himself in that category. What does it tell you, though, and and I know that there are plenty of Packers fans that are still thinking about December 3rd because the Packers outplayed him that night at Lambeau Field, and Patrick Mahomes looked very average. What, What does it tell you that then when the lights are brightest, when he has to go on the road for the first time in postseason history for him, for the divisional round and the AFC championship game, that when it's the most important that he plays well, he finds a way. What does that tell you about him? Because we're looking at the same guy who played at Lambeau Field who wasn't all that impressive, and that was not a very impressive offense that day. Joe Barry has that feather still in his cap as he moves to Miami. Yeah, it's it's about knowing the moment, being able to rise up and get it done. That's what you know, Michael Jordan had games that he struggled in the regular season. He had games he struggled in the postseason. The beautiful part about the NFL is you can't have those days in the postseason. You have a day right. like that, it's over. You're done. That's what makes it so unique and fun, but also so difficult to do. You know, we just went through a list of, you know, you did, the Packers over the last 12 or 13 years and all of the heartbreak. How about San Francisco? They've been there knocking with different quarterbacks and different schemes, and they haven't gotten over it. Again, they haven't won. 30 years. Everybody's killing the Cowboys. This is going to be a Cowboys-San Francisco offseason from hell because it's all going to be about, oh, they can't get over the hump. They can't do it. It's really – we've established it's incredibly difficult to get over the hump and to win. Luck has to be on your side. But then you start looking at it and you think, well, how did Brady do it so much? Oh, Belichick. Well, then he goes and does it in Tampa. Brady's pretty dang good. Mahomes. 
Well, how is how is it that he can be doing this at this high of a level this consistently? And it's because he's one of the all-timers. And sometimes it takes a little time to acknowledge that. Patrick Mahomes has figured out a way to do it in seven years. He's 28 years old. He's probably got, you know, it's somewhere between a 10 and 15-year runway yet of playing. And he's got more championships than Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers combined. And that's the part, I think, from a Packer fan standpoint, that it's one thing if it's just Brady. If it's the other ones, all of a sudden, then you're looking at it saying, how the heck did – because that's always the pushback that Packer fans get when you're talking. We got two championships, and it's awesome, and it's hard to win. Yeah, Those are all true things. But when Bears fans want to sting you, they say, well, you've had Hall of Fame quarterbacks for 35 years, and you got two championships. Patrick Mahomes got three in five years. And then that is the reality that slaps, and you're like, ugh, not much you can say. Tosh, why have why have the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes been able to do what Aaron Rodgers and the Packers couldn't? What is the thing that's held them back from being that dynastic team? Well, I think if you look at this year, you know everybody's going to say defense, and I think that's a little bit too simple of an answer because. The defense got three turnovers in the second half against Tampa, and you had the ball in your hands to go down many times, and you went three and out. It's about delivering in the big moments. Mahomes did it. Rodgers had moments that he did it. Jordan Love had a moment this year where it was he's in position to go do it. And Mahomes and Brady consistently do. Because the, you know, when you talk about these teams and the dynasties – it always comes back to your head coach and your quarterback. That's what this comes back to. And New England had that formula figured out. Did Green Bay ever have their formula as far as this is how we're going to win? Aaron needs to be star-spangled awesome. Well, sometimes you're not, and then you get beat. And you could look at 2011 and the defense. It, it just never seemed that things matched up. And I think the hard part in what Patrick Mahomes has going for him is when you have all the pelts on the wall, you know, is there still pressure? Patrick Mahomes, you can see he was jittery in the beginning of mm-hmm. that game. He didn't play a great mm-hmm. first half. But did you – there was never a doubt. It's the old Joe Montana, hey, there's Uncle Buck up in the stands. Patrick Mahomes had that same vibe yesterday when he got the ball. Down three. You knew they were going to get a field goal. You knew it. Then when they go down and get a field goal, you knew that the Kansas City Chiefs, especially getting four downs, were going to move the football and do it. So for as much as you look at it, it comes down to quarterback and head coach. That's how these guys have gotten it done. They've hit in the big moments. They've delivered the goods. And when you look at what the Green Bay Packers, when whether it was the, the Denver Broncos Super Bowl fart in the wind or the 2014 or any of the other stuff, all you have to do, don't go and try to recover an onside kick. You win. You didn't. You didn't have the coaching. You didn't. Whatever it was, it didn't get executed. And that's why you fall short. And that, again, shows how tough it is. But once you get those pelts, it becomes easier because that pressure lessens and you can just rely on those past experiences and know that you have your core guys. And Patrick Mahomes is going to have to find a new core of guys probably soon because Kelsey's going to be gone. Jones is going to be gone. And all of a sudden now, but does anybody doubt that Patrick Mahomes is going to figure it out? Because he's got the pelts on the wall, he's got the confidence, and he's now got – the resume to go along with it. And he doesn't have to deal 
with a lot of the stuff that Aaron Rodgers and Peyton Manning and some of the guys that maybe didn't get to the point where they people thought they should. Josh Allen, right. Lamar right. Jackson. You have a lot of quarterbacks that now that is a monster burden that Patrick Mahomes is never going to have to feel. Uh, I don't know how many of the commercials you got to see during the course of the game, but uh, LL Cool J was driving the Coors Light Silver Bullet train, and I oh, thought, yeah. eh, this is fine, but I'd rather see Tausch pulling the cord as he drives into somebody's living room with his Coors Lights. Oh, that would be fun. And, again, you're watching a Super Bowl with your buddies. Crack open a Coors Light, brew the three-step cold process, cold lager, cold packaged, cold filtered. You know it is made to chill. And you had ice in his veins, Patrick Mahomes. I think he's a big Coors Light guy, if my memory serves me. And we're mm. big Coors Lights guys because that silver bullet. You want those mountains blue. That's when you know it is chilled to perfection. That's why it's always Coors Light in my hand when I need a moment to chill. Sub responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. I went and stopped and got a sandwich on our drive home, and the guy next to me in the pickup line was talking about the picks that he had made for the Super Bowl. And I said, prize picks? And he said, hell yeah. We'll talk about that, and we'll talk about Tausch's pick for his Steinhoffler, which almost was the greatest Steinhoffler call ever in our Mm -hmm. seven years of doing it. Only it was, Shanahan it was, knew the rules. It was Only akin to Kissing Cousins, the headline, when the Packers then t- tied the Minnesota Vikings. We'll explain next. It's Wildey and Tausch. You're listening to Wildey and Tausch on 94.5 ESPN. Missed any of the show? Find us on Wisconsin On Demand wherever you get your podcasts. It's free, it's everywhere, and it's for you. quite a run this season mm. in terms of the prediction game. Some of us don't prognosticate. I, I don't know if you've heard. I have. I've but you that. do. But you do. And whether it was making the playoffs. or Now, you ended up, Jordan Love did not make the Pro Bowl. Not even an all Should have. But he you can argue that he should have. Sure. No, I'm very fair. But your call, and now folks probably missed this because they probably were thinking about how epic your preview of Super Bowl 58 had been on Thursday. For those of you that missed that, Jesse uh, posted the uh, clip on social media. Uh, It led to the Ed Helms on the office debate, and we never actually talked about the game. But later on in the show, we did get to our Steinhoffel Sleepers of the Week, and Tausch, your Juwan Jennings call... It reminded me of Super Bowl 32 when Antonio Freeman, had the Packers won the game, had been picked as the MVP. Now, of course, they didn't win the game, and so it didn't happen for him. And Juwan Jennings, he would have been the MVP, don't you think? Yeah, he would have. Yep. If the 49ers had won, uh, I just I I just wanted to take a moment, especially when we're up against the clock, to say kudos to you, sir. That was an unbelievable Steinhoffler call. Victory lap time. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I the, he didn't win it, and obviously my Steinhoffler, I win with that. But the the whole he just he showed in that Packer game 
he was a monster when Debo went out. Uh, mm-hmm. And I would think at some point he's going to continue to – he's earned more and more opportunities, and I'm guessing he'll see more and more as – you know I don't know what his contract status is with the 49ers, but he just – he's a player, man, and you want guys like that on your team. And San Fran's fortunate to have him. He was a big, a big part of how they were able to move the football, especially in that second half yesterday. Uh, did you have him in prize picks, though? So I did, and I told you the last two weeks that the Patrick Mahomes point five, uh, he hit that. There's more on that. I did win on the Jawan Jennings. I put him in four of my uh, my entries, and I won mm. one. And it was only one with the with the Patrick Mahomes one because guess who was my stickler last night? Oh no, Marquez Valdez Scantling. Guess what he needed to have yard wise last night? He had a tutter. Twenty twenty point five yards is what he needed. He lost <laughs> like fifteen yards on that one idiotic play where he like bounced backwards. Old T had two more entries with him in it. And he ended up, and I looked at it this morning, it's a green line and a red line. You obviously want to have green lines. That means your prize picks were good. Uh, Old boy ended up with 20 yards receiving, not 20.5. And I look back and think, if he just went down instead of bubbling back out, Old T would have had a good night on prize picks. But I still had fun. Daily fantasy sports made easy. I'm one of the 7 million sports fans that have already signed up. You should join in. Last night was a ton of fun. Download that Prize Picks app. Use the promo code WI. That's code WI on Prize Picks for a first deposit match of up to a hundred dollars. Prize Picks. Pick more. Pick less. It's that easy. We'll kick off the ten o'clock hour in two minutes. So stick around. It's Will Dean's house.